Hello and welcome to a new episode of the CTO show with Mehmet. My name is Mehmet and as you know in each episode I cover different topics from digital transformation, cybersecurity, emerging tech, AI, and sometimes also I have some thought leaders, entrepreneurs who join me to share their insights about the latest trends in the market and how they are trying to help in putting their fingerprints to push things in tech and business. And today I'm very pleased to have with me LaShawn Smith, who's joining me from the US. Thank you very much to be here, LaShawn, if you can introduce yourself and well, what you are up to. Well, pleasure to join you. Great to have this conversation. Um, LaShawn Smith, I'm here in the Seattle area of the US and I'm the founder of Kager Investments. It is a micro private equity firm and we're focused on building and buying software businesses powered by audience and automation. That's great. That's great. So LaShawn, today I want to discuss with you a couple of, of things. So first of all, the hype, <laughs> the hype, which is AI, right? So right. Um, like, if you can give us a brief overview from your point and your perspective about how AI like, can be used and can be a help for solopreneurs. I'm a solopreneur myself, by the way, so I would like to have right, this right. insight from you. Yeah, well, you know, I would start back uh, way back, actually, on some of the other inflection points. And uh, I would argue maybe this one is is more significant than some in the past. but. You know, you get this spidey sense. I, I think back, you know, when, you know, Web 1.0 um, kind of kicked off and uh, all these, you know, software that was on disks and CDs, you know, started to migrate to the web. Um, there was something where you said, hey, this is going to, you know, reshape the way certain products get distributed, how we communicate. Um, you know, and we have these inflection points, you know, mobile, Web 2.0. Um, you know, all of these these various points. And what I find most interesting about uh, the AI conversation is not so much of, you know, what's new, but it's enabling things that on some of these previous instances of, of transformation and change, uh, we probably can finally get right. Sometimes with technology, it's about um, the timing. So people have great ideas 100 years ago, and, you know, we didn't know how to make a flying car. We still don't have a flying car. And so we have these ideas. What to me is really fascinating about uh, AI um, is that some of the, the challenges we've had in the past, um, I, I think we're finally going to be able to tackle. Now, back to your question on you know, solopreneurship, what I'm really fascinated about, and uh, you know, I've worked at really large, massive companies, I've worked at startups, and uh, have also been an active solopreneur. And this idea of, you know, the solopreneur or the very small indie business that is punching above its weight, many times, you know, administrative overhead or other things that aren't really part of the value that the business is delivering is where you get caught up. And we know how to outsource the basics, you know, whether it's legal or accounting or, or those types of things. But your sales cycle, your customer support, some of these things can start to really be a drain on the calendar. And... AI is just going to be able to do a better job. And it's not just about the conversational you know, UI. Um, there's many more parts of, of, the, um, of the automation path here. And so what I really think is powerful is looking at technology that's been around for years. You know, think about, you know, process automation, you know, simple triggers, you know, Microsoft Power Automate or Zapier, these things that aren't new. But when you can start to think how you chain them together with some of these new AI, you know, tools, to me, that's where the magic uh, is going to to really unlock. 
I loved, you know, the idea of chaining these together. Myself, I've been uh, playing, I would say, with things like no-code, automation tools like Zapier and, you know, other ones in the market. And yeah, I can see. But the thing here, some people have some misconceptions, uh, LeSean, right? So uh, whether it's like they don't believe in the tech or sometimes they are afraid of using the tech. So what is your, um, you know, your thoughts about this? So... You know, the conversation is kind of at a fever pitch at this point. So many folks know the main talking points that, you know, people kind of trot out, um, you know, whenever there's technological change, there is this wave of uh, kind of folks getting nervous or, um, you know, uh, the Luddites come out and they don't want to to change anything. And so I won't I won't retread on that front. What I find to be more interesting is is kind of my earlier point on um, when each of these changes have happened in the past, you know, again, let's call out, you know, the the web, you know, um, mobile transition, um, you know, some of the stuff around mixed reality. There are these moments in these windows where you can really, you know, if you're an entrepreneur or you're an entrepreneur working inside of a large company, um, you can go create um, some momentum and value because no one's an expert. So it, there are these unique periods of time where you get to go kind of create the magic and learn. And so to me, that's where it gets most exciting. And uh, so 100% on things like bias, things like, um, you know, kind of uh, the hallucination effect that's happening with some of these uh, just kind of, you know, mis you know, information. I look at and we're talking, you know, I think nowadays, almost the examples for AI have become chat GPT. We understand, obviously, it's a much wider uh, surface area than that. But but even just with that technology, simply using it as a knowledge retrieval database or, or some you know type of tool, to me, that's really short sighted. And, and for instance, again, you know, to your question, you know, for folks who are nervous or concerned, I'm like, all right, let's focus on where the real opportunities are today, not, you know, you know, this will be great in two years. Uh, and like one of the areas I'm most excited is, is uh, you know, BI uh, insights. Uh, a lot of times, you know, we have these dashboards and someone's in their Tableau, Looker, you know, uh, Power BI, and they're just kind of using them as reports. Um, but the power of something like Microsoft Excel paired with Copilot, to me, these are really powerful because you're not going to need to be, you know, very technically savvy uh, to start using this. And the key point to me, you know, again, coming back to the chat GPT point is it is a reasoning model. It, it is not simply just a, you know, a text prediction model. And so when you think about, well, where do you want to reason? Well, sure, you could use it for copywriting for your sales automation email sequences. Like to me, that's the easy thing and, and folks should do it. I saw a really interesting demo that Apollo has where they're kind of automating the full pipeline of your, your, your email. Um, and then you end up with a handful of drafts that you kind of give the once, once over. Um, that's interesting. To me, what's more exciting is you start looking at some of these new products. Um, Pinecone is in the news and you know this, this scale of vector databases where you just start parking a bunch of unstructured data and you're pointing these large language models toward those databases. And now it, it starts to reason. And if you think about forecasting or other types of scenarios where you are um, you know, looking for the action, not just to say, all right, tell me my weekly roll up for the day. What's my month over month growth? Like that is not helpful. What is interesting is to start to find and identify uh, unique ways to take action. And you know, I look at it as having 
um, you know, like this army of consultants or really efficient, you know, college hires who are like the best analysts you've ever hired. Um, and, uh, you know, very quickly, you're going to start to get ideas um, in new ways. And to me, that's one of the most exciting pieces uh, of this tech because that's ready today. A hundred percent. I have to agree with you because um, one of the things that I always talk about and with every guest that we discuss the, the topic of AI, that guys like don't take only the use case of copywriting. The issue that copywriting came to the picture a lot because this is the easiest, I would say, use case of it. And, you know, some of, I would say, uh, you know, people who want to like entertain other people, they just like, you know, go, they should TikToks and, you know, right. Instagram, you know, I'm saying guys, like, it's not, it's not only about this. Yes, it's good in writing text, but I'm really more interested to see the, as you said, for example, something with Copilot, which is like, personally, I loved also the way that how Microsoft, they call it a co-pilot. It's not here to change. I mean, to kick you from your exactly. role. Exactly. It is it's superpower. To, it is to help you. So now moving forward, because you mentioned about how we can, you know, leverage this. So do you think we can have at some stage instances of the superpower to help us like think about an army of bots that is working for us like did you imagine you know the future something like this oh 100 so you know one of the things that i really love about my my job is that we get to run these little experiments and so you know i'm out hunting for companies to acquire and one of the things we have to figure out is, you know, can we improve the back office or, or other types of things? I mean, this is like extreme digital transformation. Like that's how we kind of make these deals pencil. And so I have a couple of engineers who have been working on a, um, from a UI standpoint, it's very trivial. It's a, it's a command line tool. Um, but what it's doing is really stacking a lot of these different pieces of tech together. And what um, we kind of had this breakthrough and this was accidental. But we, we we were having like these odd like placeholder names like this is bot one, bot two. And, uh, you know, just you know, kind of in some brainstorming, we said, hey, why don't we name all of these things? And instead of just having like a prompt um, in a text file or database, um, let's call that the job description or the functional role. And then let's give each of these things jobs, right? And quickly, what we ended up with is a couple dozen, um, you know, kind of like an organizational set of, of role guidelines. And we started letting these things talk to each other. And that was like a huge unlock, right? So um, imagine you do have a copywriter, but maybe you also have, you know, other roles. We have one called knowledge manager. And the, the job of that is to basically just take data in and store it somewhere, right? And so now the, you know, it's almost like the librarian of the company. And so we can chain things together where the copywriter can go fetch something from the knowledge manager. Um, we have a, um, uh, a business analyst that goes and like kind of trucks through things. And because the tech isn't quite ready to like throw all of that in together, this small little, um, you know, it's more of a hack for the humans using the tech than it is for the tech, but it allows us to kind of compartmentalize some of the different pieces. But then when you sequence them together, you have these workflows that are quite powerful. And that's where I'm, again, really, really interested is like, how can we take some of these paradigms that we would have if we were going to build up uh, a real team and start assigning and delegating that um, as if you're managing, um, you know, this, this bot army, if you will, or, or bot workforce. 
Wow, because <clears throat> I, I was trying to do something similar, but on a smaller yeah. scale. So the idea I had, which is, you know, like how, for example, any business, they have some departments, let's say sales, marketing, HR. And then what I tried to do is like, I call it the AI brainstormer actually. So I, I've, I've built yeah. a prototype where you just have pre-selected prompts that the, that the client can choose, you know, like, his industry, you know, or he can add like few things and then it goes and it will give you this. So uh, this is one of the small use cases that I can see it can be implemented. But what do you think, you know, like now we have the technology it's available for us. Now yeah. for people like myself and there are a lot of, uh, and this is like, it seems a trend now being a solopreneur, right? So what do you think like would be the best uh, examples of implementing a successful 24 by seven um, workforce by AI? Yeah, well, one of the things that and you may have heard uh, this concept or, or different name, uh, talent stacking is where I spend a fair amount of my time coaching and mentoring um, folks who are earlier in their career. And when I, when, you know, I'm talking about AI and brainstorming new product ideas, I come back to talent stacking um, as really critical because, you know, it's the combination of your unique experience and skill set. And what I want folks to do is to really start to say, all right, what makes me, you know, a, a unique one of one? And then what are the parts that I can obviously outsource? They're rules-based, they're commoditized, even if they're value, valuable, let someone else do them. And then what makes me unique? And so, you know, knowledge and skilling is very important. And I think there's a whole class of enterprise uh, opportunities to take what's happened more on the consumer side, where the knowledge economy has been booming for years. And now, um, you know, you, you've probably, you know, met folks who were a corporate trainer, and they would just fly around the world or, or, or th things like that. I believe there's going to be a whole new category of work where uh, there's someone who is an expert um, at a certain capability, a certain function, they have years of expertise, and we're going to be able to package it up in a you know new and different ways. And so to me, that's one of the, the, the biggest things I'm excited about is just knowledge transfer, training up, um, you know, other individuals, whether they are um, solopreneurs themselves, or, you know, working at companies. And again, I come back to examples that aren't like the earth shattering, like here's the thing that's never been done before. It's like, no, here's a thing that is proven to have demand that we can now um, you know, do at a, at a much higher uh, you know, kind of value proposition and it's sustainable. You're not gonna burn yourself out by you know, having to fly all around you know, 300 days a week or, or a year rather um, to really land these types of uh, businesses. And so that to me is uh, where it's most magical. Yeah, I and this is brought to me now a quick question, because solopreneurs at the end of the day they are entrepreneurs and they have to you know be flexible, they have to be agile, they have to pivot fast. Do you think that this generation of AI would help solopreneurs to validate their ideas much faster and be able to you know iterate on a faster pace? 100%. And so if you think about, you know, customer signal being at the core of, you know, kind of whether a business lives or dies, um, you know, it's not just about, you know, product market fit. Uh, you know, if you're if you're a startup and you're chasing some 
um, you know, value proposition that's never been proven. Um, you, you really have to figure out, do customers even want this, right? But even before you get there, you know, the whole business has to run on iteration speed. And, you know, there's a great talk from uh, the, the CEO of Intercom that just talks about how the, the speed of which your business can um, iterate is really going to be one of the biggest predictors on whether you can succeed. And for a solopreneur, that gets tricky sometimes because you're trying to manage your calendar. Um, quick sidebar hack, what I do is I do something called a, a calendar um, logging. And what it means is it's kind of using your calendar as a diary. So I obviously have the things in the future that are booked, but after I um, kind of uh, you know complete my day, and I'm doing this sometimes during the course of the day, I'm going back and updating things where I cheated. I had a block of time. I was supposed to write this email. I didn't do this. I went and researched something else. Um, I, I, I cheated even worse, and I watched some YouTube. Um, and this is really important. What I find really interesting about that type of behavior is you can start to train, you know, a bot to go be your calendar um, analyst and start to think about better ways for you to um, use your time. For me, for instance, I try to block out, you know, deep thinking time, meeting with the leaders of my portfolio companies, um, you know, you know, hanging out, going to meetings, and then just my research. I like, I try not to have too much multitasking or context switching around those, try to block them in days. But I always, you know, like do something wrong. And so that's like a quick hack that I've done. And, and I'm really interested in how those scenarios can can come back. But back to the, you know, the iteration speed, you know, imagine today you have an MPS survey. And if you're a solopreneur, you're a company of one, you're going to get this MPS survey. You probably don't have a large sample size, right? Because you're not probably serving a ton of customers. And it's like, what do you do with this? And so imagine, you know, you can start to um, get, you know, you know, not just sales automation or, or, you know, customer support, but start using these bots to go collect more signal on what's the pain point. And if you could effectively have a user research, you know, these PhDs, you know, obviously aren't going to be replaced by, by chat, B, uh, chat GPT, um, at least not, you know, how they currently work, but you could give every one of your customers this, this UR um, specialist who's going to say, um, tell me more about your problem. And that's just one example of, you know, moving beyond uh, what today is largely uh, forms over data. And that to me is if we get kind of more macro at all of this, that is one, one of the things I'm most excited about because SaaS products today largely are people typing into web forms, uh, you know, some are fancy, some are not, but they're still kind of crud in nature to a large degree. And if you start to think about unattended SaaS, you know, not just, uh, you know, SaaS that, you know, is kind of, you know, the co-pilot type things, the big tech companies are going to be great at that. I'm sure Salesforce and Google and, and Microsoft, everyone's going to have a great kind of sidebar that gives you these superpowers. But imagine another class of experiences where it's truly headless and uh, it's it's kind of, you know, running these jobs on your behalf. And one of those I would imagine would be the ability to talk to your customers and really get to the source of their pain. Um, and also a, you know, the right time. It's not interrupting the customer while they're trying to complete a task or while they're not interested. Uh, and so to be able to collect all that data without having humans type into a form uh, and then aggregate it 
and then get to some insights. Okay, now you're talking about UR, you're talking about product management, you're taking all of these things that historically you would need to go hire a fractional resource or hire a full-time employee. And now the solopreneur is going to have access to a lot of those capabilities. Great. And this, again, another question came to my mind because of this. You mentioned how the big companies will do great in, uh, in this integration. Now, we know the fact that every big tech company tries to be, you know, they follow the zero to one, right? We know this. So they are yeah. the network. Do you think but there will be space for solopreneurs to play in this uh, field? Or do you think the big tech will dominate and there will be no room for others in this game? Yeah, so this is one where it's easy to, to say words. And uh, so I'm not going to try to predict. Uh, again, if you give it a long enough time horizon, I think it's really easy to predict the future. But in the short term, you know, over the next year or so, I think that's a bit trickier. What I do believe is the, you know, the large data models or, or the large models that require a really large data set, those are going to be regulated just from a capital expense to some of the large players. And, you know, folks who are now figuring out what the right, you know, UI design patterns are going to be, there will be little pockets in certain verticals. You know, someone's going to have an ag tech play. Someone's going to have an ed tech play. Someone's going to have fintech. Like they're going to figure out these unique things. And over time, we'll quickly realize that these design patterns are maybe a bit more universal. You saw this with mobile where folks took like, you know, desktop applications and they try to cram them down to a phone and we're like, oh, this is dumb. And then over time, we found the right um, you know, design patterns. Uh, and, and now those are pretty commonplace. And every once in a while, you have someone totally rethinking, you know, UI on a mobile application, but, you know, customers, you know, they, they come to use and interact with things in a very familiar way. And so we've had kind of a, a set of standards. And so I call that out because there'll be a window, I think, of this time where folks will be inventing those things, but those aren't really defensible. Those aren't moats. And so they're going to find their way back to um, some of these. Uh, so, so a lot of those big pieces, those big rocks, I'm not sure there's long-term opportunity for the small player where I get really excited. And I do think there's going to be opportunities for the solopreneur um, is any place where rapid iteration is going to be rewarded. Um, and two reasons. Number one, um, big companies just won't be able to move that quickly. But number two, many of the people inside of these companies, they don't want to lose their job. They don't want to take the risk. They're trying to protect the status quo. And, you know, I, I can understand the psychology of why they may behave that way, but there's going to be tons of arbitrage opportunities uh, that are going to keep surfacing. And, you know, to my earlier point, they're going to get shut down quickly, right? Like, you know, this will be a six month opportunity, a nine month opportunity, an 18 month opportunity. And then someone will like, oh, we should probably just roll this as a feature or, you know, uh, a product into our larger suite. And if you're a small player, you're going to be able to go and exploit some of these arbitrage opportunities, create value for folks. And I have a really simple rule in how we run our business. You know, we're not focused on market share. It's just free cash flow. And so for the solopreneur who is really trying to generate real cash, that runway is going to unlock the next wave of arbitrage. And that to me, that chaining I believe we're going to be in a decade of this, right? The same way, you know, kind of once we had the iPhone 4 um, moment, you know, was that uh, 2000, was that seven or 2003? Seven. Um, and so we had a run where, 
every year there was something new. Oh, this new camera. Oh, there's this new depth sensor. Oh, you got GPS. Um, and so the large players just couldn't react fast enough because, you know, even if you look at now what OpenAI and Microsoft are announcing, you know, I know this is a very coordinated PR approach from them, but over the last two weeks, it's like five, six announcements that could be like a whole quarter's worth of PR uh, in a typical news cycle. And so companies aren't going to be able to react fast enough to take advantage of these platforms to to build interesting things. And that's an opportunity, I believe, for for solopreneurs. Yeah, I have to agree with you. It's the best PR effort I have seen in years. Uh, especially from OpenAI and Microsoft, as you said, because they're delivering a vision where, you know, like I'm not associated with, with anyone, right? But the way they are presenting that this technology, how it can be helpful, it's, it's at least, you know, quieting the noise that is coming. Oh, this is going to, you know, hundreds, thousands of people will lose their jobs. Like, um, even I, I read like, weird stuff ai will wake up and kill us you know like all these things i'm happy they are doing this kind of pr and especially you know with whatever they did with copilot for the uh, the office tools and for the uh, coding for yep. yes the, the coding part and the cybersecurity part like really it's it's a promising technology now what do you think other than AI, like for solopreneurs, where other technologies could also play a role to to help them? Like, um, I believe like you would say automation, but anything else that, that can come to your mind? Well, even beyond technology, and I'll come back to that point, one of the biggest gaps I see across the workforce, uh, whether it's a business of one or a large company, is people just are not embracing being really effective writers. And the reason I think that's such an important skill, whether it's you know more creative and sales uh, copywriting or it is you know business writing, um, you know I, I, my background uh, in big tech is you know very document heavy, you know, working in meetings where you had to write everything down. Um, the reason that is, I believe, an undervalued skill is uh, in a remote first, workforce, uh, which many companies are embracing as a solopreneur, you're almost by definition, uh, you know, remote because everyone you're at, you're interacting with is probably not with you. Um, your ability to write enables you to move more um, quickly with async communication. So you can write something and then you can move on. And the idea that, you know, the, the computer is going to write that for you, no way, right? Like, like this is not the, the, the skill, you know, that type of writing is not what these, uh, you know, these things can do today. And so the ability to be an amazing writer to me is super, super important. Um, and once you can be able to write, you can direct a bunch of resources. Uh, one of those, and I don't know why this isn't talked about more often, but um, you know, part of my journey has been, again, you know, these big companies as well as tiny little companies. And if you remember years ago, there was this talk about the consumerization of IT. Do you remember that that yeah. dialogue where it's just like, we don't need these ugly interfaces and, you know, usability should be improved. I almost look at it as the other way. Um, there are really smart and thoughtful design and architectural patterns, uh, you know, at the enterprise, you know, let's take basic things like, you know, data lakes or a system of record. Every solopreneur 
should be thinking what is their system of record because the more you can start to bring this data together whether it's in a very structured format um, it could be as simple as an excel file and, and some air table right it doesn't really it doesn't have to be complicated but the more you can start to pull this together um, the more you can start to really lean into process optimization and it's really hard when you know you got some stuff in a text file some stuff in an email some stuff in a doc um, so the idea that you can, you know, start thinking of a system of record the way a large company would, you know, let's say you're a big, a big bank or a financial institution, they're going to be really thoughtful about what is the system of record, what's the system of engagement on top of that, and then what's the system of insights and intelligence. And if you don't aggregate that all together, that's going to be broken. And so any source or any tool, uh, again, I'm, I'm, I love tabular data because it's one of the easiest for people to manipulate, um, you know, without a ton of, um, um, you know, kind of technical expertise. So I can teach someone how to use, you know, Excel or something like that very quickly. Um, those are, are some of the, the, the pieces of tech that are going to be, I think, applicable to almost any knowledge worker. And then um, this is maybe a bit more niche, but for frontline workers or any place where, you know, the laptop is not handy or you need two hands, um, you know, integrating more um, media, whether it is photos or videos, and ingesting that to some of these new analytics and data storage where um, you're triggering insights, whether it's computer vision based or otherwise, um, to say like, all right, how many pallets are supposed to be in this warehouse? And you don't need to have somebody walk over there and count those. Um, and uh, again, these are big ideas that have been around in the enterprise for years. Um, these types of technologies, I think, are going to find their way, you know, to these businesses of one. Love that, Lashon. Like it's bringing, you know, the power of data to to individuals, right? Right. I, I, I love this, um, and I think I I start to see a couple of attempts. I would say so. You see now people building. Um, templates, like some of them in, in Excel, some of them in Notion, some of them, you know, in different of these tools, and they are right. calling them, you know, the, let's say, the entrepreneur operating system. Um, right, right. Inf yeah, you know, I, I love this, uh, this approach. But what you just said is something like, it's like leapfrog, I would say, because you're trying to get the analytics, and all this. Now, just a final question before we close. What is your advice for solopreneurs, you know, whether, you know, it's related to, to the AI and how they can automate their works and, you know, just a general also advice from, from your side because you have this experience? Well, I would say three things. And the first one is an obvious one, but I will state it, you know, with all of the chatter going on right now with, with AI, I'm not sure it's overhyped. I really do think this is going to be transformational. We might get the timing wrong uh, on certain capabilities within this, but but I don't believe that it's overhyped. However, you can't just you know look at your your news feed and say, oh, now I'm up to speed. And I think every solopreneur should go, and this can be tricky if you're running your business. Of one, um, go find 40 hours and go try out all of these tools. Uh, last year, when, you know, Dolly and Stable Diffusion and, you know, MidJourney and these other things were going on on the image generation side, it, they were very clumsy, right? You had to go in this Discord group for MidJourney. You had to go, you know, fiddle with these Jupyter notebooks for, um, you know, for some of the, the uh, Stable Diffusion stuff. And 
it's kind of like it's painful, right? Because you're like, I'm learning this thing that's probably a throwaway skill because, you know, Adobe or somebody, they just actually announced something. They're just going to give you the UI. But to give your brain more cycles, I think it's really important and helpful to, you know, go invest. And, and I just would block 40 hours as soon as you can to go get some more hands on. And then your unique talent stack is going to unlock something um, where you realize, uh, see an opportunity or you see a weakness that maybe is being hyped and isn't quite ready for prime time. So, so that's number one. Uh, number two, going back to being a great writer. The interface for many of these uh, tools are going to be text uh, or voice, and your ability to speak concisely in a very actionable way. Um, I look at these these bots as you know interns ready to be trained up to be effective you know team members, <laughs> and when you when you look at through that lens, you got to manage your team. You don't, you don't get to just say, hey, folks, go do some work. And so the ability to start figuring out, you know, not just prompt engineering, but really start thinking about how you can manage this technology as if it was a, a team, um, that's pretty powerful. And, you know, this is a team that, you know, they're not going to call in sick. They're always ready to work, but they're going to do basically what you tell it to do. And your ability to be a great writer, I believe, will be really critical to that. Uh, and then lastly, I think having conversations with other solopreneurs, I haven't figured out the pithy five things that every solopreneur needs to, to know about AI. And I, I would I would posit in the next you know year or so, that's gonna be a lot easier to articulate because we're gonna see all these pieces come together. And so if folks wanna get ahead of the curve, you know, you know, creating their own group of, of three to five uh peers who are also trying to explore and, you know, having a conversation, you know, a couple times a month, that I think is going to get the unlock. And so if you pair that with being a great writer and you know some, you have some hands-on expertise, uh, you know, you're going to have single person companies, you know, kind of delivering the value of a 30, 40, 50 person company. And that to me is super exciting. That's great. LaShawn, I was really happy to have you with me today on the show. I hope uh, like everyone would be excited about the future that LaShawn explained to us, whether you are a solopreneur, whether you are an entrepreneur, whether you are still working in the, in the corporate world. Um, I will keep uh, in the episode details um, the contacts of, of LaShawn if you want to you know, connect with him maybe on LinkedIn or you know, know more about his uh, company. And as usual, if you have any questions, if you have any feedback about this episode or about the show in general, please don't hesitate to reach out to me by email or through the social media, LinkedIn and Twitter. And if you want to also join me on the show, I'm avail available for you. You can again ping me and we can discuss how we can arrange this together. And don't forget to subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube or if you are listening through your favorite podcasting platform. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Thank you very much. And until we meet next time.